Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So there's a misconception that if you're single, you are incomplete perhaps damaged, salvaged, and you won't be happy until you find your one. And that is not true. That is bullshit. It is a message that has been fed to us by media and advertising. The truth is, when you're single, you have the richest soil for growth. That's why I created this podcast. And unlike other podcasts, this one is host-driven, not guest-driven. That means I will be rotating health and wellness experts three times a week to give you the giant box of wellness crayons not just the primary colors, so you can start building a meaningful life. It's time to give singlehood a cape. Today's host is Rena Martin. She was a Los Angeles County Deputy District Attorney for 14 years, where she specialized in sex crimes, child abuse, and domestic violence cases. Today, she continues to serve women as an intimacy coach, educator, TEDx speaker, and author. With a mission and a fire in her belly to help women love their bodies, experience deep intimacy, and of course, have great sex, all shame free. Enjoy, Rena Martin. I am your host today, women's intimacy coach and former sex crimes prosecutor, Rena Martin. And I am joined by one of my favorite humans in the entire world, Camille Saltzman. Camille is a certified life coach and RIM practitioner committed to helping people get unstuck. While going through her own period of feeling stuck, she found her way through it after her first experience with RIM, which stands for Regenerating Images in Memory. She became passionate about subconscious work and the way it affects our lives and goals. With the use of RIM, she's helped hundreds of people in various coaching programs achieve major breakthroughs after just one session. Camille, how you doing, woman? Woo. I'm good. You're also my favorite person on the entire planet. So (laughs) I love that intro. Well, this will be a fun conversation. So let's jump in because I, in my experience, when I, when I say subconscious, 90% of people, their eyes glaze over because they have no understanding or no concept of what it is I'm talking about. So tell us, When we say subconscious mind, what the heck does that mean? (laughs) Um, Yeah, the subconscious, the best way to think about it is really like the brain's hard drive. It is a place that has stored everything and anything that has ever happened to us that we've ever learned, ever experienced. It's all there and it's holding on to it. And we are not conscious of everything that it's held on to, but it is the place where everything goes. And so it can be the things like, you know, how we don't think about um, certain things that we do when we're driving and it's, you know, an automatic type behavior. Um, And it can be the place where we have certain memories that might pop up out of nowhere and that's where the subconscious stores it. Um, You know, knowing how to ride a bike forever, it's living in our subconscious. So. Um, That's the easiest way to think about the subconscious. It's just the storage place for every single thing that's ever happened to us um, and living with us every day. 
And so when we're talking about the way we live on a daily basis, if we're not talking about riding a bike or, or getting behind the wheel of a car, which I've definitely had those moments where you're just on autopilot, not riding a bike, but driving mm -hmm. behind a car. And you're like, I don't even remember getting to work today. <laughs> type of <thing>. Yeah. <laughs> so, but how much of our daily actions and our beliefs and who we are as people, how much of that is stemming from our subconscious versus the conscious part of our mind? Well, it's, it's a crazy one because it is, they say about 95% of our brain or our mind is our subconscious. And so um, it's about everything that we're doing every day. There's some part of it that's coming from our subconscious. And so that's kind of one of the big reasons why we get into things like RIM and being able to do subconscious work is really want to be able to tap into those parts of ourselves that um, are dictating how we're going about our lives, the decisions that we're making. Um, and like I said, it's not a conscious thing. There are things that we're doing just automatically um, that, yeah, aren't like driving, but um, our automatic reactions to certain things or how we feel a certain way um, when someone speaks to us. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes it's like, why do I, why do I get so agitated when somebody says this? Or um, why does it really bug me when this happens? Um, and those are things that I can all come from our subconscious because it's, it's a huge part of who we are and because um, it's the memory center. It is everything and everything is there. And so it makes sense that it would take up such a, a large part of our mind and have such an effect on the day-to-day -day things that we do. Yeah. You know, I'm reading this book right now that talks about subconscious cues that we give in our body language and how we receive those. And it's super interesting because this is different than kind of everything I knew about the subconscious. And I'd never thought about it this way, that when you're talking to somebody, say, and their pupils dilate a certain way, consciously, you don't know, okay, well, when their pupils do this, it means X, it means they're scared. It means they're lying, you know, but on a very subconscious level, you do know that that there's so many things at play that we just don't even understand. And I want to hear how learning about the subconscious changed things for you, how it helped you get unstuck, and then how you then pivoted in using RIM, and we'll, we'll talk about what RIM is, to, to start helping other people get unstuck too. So let's talk mm -hmm. about it. Give us your story, yeah. woman. <laughs> no, it's so interesting that you said that because... I think about it often in terms of, you know, arms crossed or arms open and um, what kind of signal that can send to people. And it can be something completely innocent and you may not mean to um, cross your arms or, you know, be guarded, but there is something going on there that we may feel like we have to, um, you know, feel tighter together and have our arms crossed or, um, you know, not feel totally comfortable in the situation that we're in, but we don't even realize that we're not that comfortable in it. Um, and it can come up in so many subtle ways. I often, yeah, just catch myself crossing my arms in situations and wanting to think about like, well, no, I'm, this, I'm not upset or um, closed off to this. So um, yeah, I feel, I feel like I want to become so much more aware of other gestures or things. I mean, obviously I can't tell when my pupils are dilating or not. But. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> through um, your program, 
once upon a time, I guess it's been two years now, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, and you do a very similar thing that's based in uh, RIM, um, but kind of helps you dive into that space of subconscious and, um, and getting it a little bit deeper, getting in touch with our emotions. Um, and by the end of it, it really opened up something in me that I hadn't experienced before. And I can't say that it was like the most mind blowing situation, but it was enough that I was like, oh, there's like more to be uncovered here. Like this is just a, the tip of the iceberg. Like what else is going on here? Um, and it was an period of my life where I, I mean, the reason I came to you was I had gone through a major breakup. I was feeling completely disconnected from my body and so many different ways in my life were just feeling very disconnected. Um, and I wanted to get back in touch with that. And that session really allowed me to remember who I am and what I stand for. And that that person is still in me that I wanted to get back to, um, but how to get there, I still had some work to do. Um, but it was a, a very nice reminder to get there. And so um, when I asked you about, you know, how do I get more involved with this? How do I do this myself? You were like, well, there, it's actually based in uh, this work called BRIM and here's more about it. And if you're interested, I want to be able to offer it to my clients. And so I did my training and um, yeah, many hundreds of clients later, um, I, I love the work that I get to do and really helping people dive into all of that and and you know really have some some major breakthroughs just in in a session like i said and sometimes it's not always just in one session but um there's a lot that can be uncovered just uh in a 90 minute session of spending time with themselves their bodies um and yeah that's that's the gist of the story yeah and and just so so folks if they're wondering okay what what is this program what is this so i do i do uh an eight week program that's called shameless and it's for women from a variety of backgrounds and it's designed to figure out what blocks are holding you back in terms of shame whether that's shame over your body your sexuality whether that is feeling unworthy after a breakup whether that is not really knowing what you're into sexually, anything under the intimacy umbrella is what, what we work on within an eight week container. And as, as you said, Camille, now everyone who goes through my program gets a session with you in addition to the subconscious work that I do with them on my own. You are trained in RIM, which is different. And I remember the conversation you and I had after you'd finished the program and you're like, how, how do I, I, I want to dive more into that. I, I want to be an expert at that thing that, that I had kind of given you an intro to and, and the journey you've been on since then that has nothing to do professionally with, with intimacy coaching at all, but has to do with the power of the subconscious mind and how you can make such huge shifts in your life just through tapping into that. Because what I see often is um, people who, who are doing all the things. They, they have gone to therapy. They have read the books. They've listened to the podcasts. And they're like, why can't I make this stick? 
And what I typically say is, well, because that's only hitting that top 5% conscious part of your brain and 95% of your emotional operating system stems from your subconscious. So we got to get in there and figure out what's on that hard drive of yours, like you said. And in, in what I've seen with the women who I've worked with, even though they're coming to me for something under the intimacy umbrella, what normally comes up during our subconscious work has very little to do with that. And you dive in a bit deeper. You do rim sessions with my clients. And I want to know, is, does that track? Is that what you're also seeing um, once you continue doing the subconscious work with them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely one of the biggest themes. And, you know, I work with um, your clients in the intimacy, intimacy space. I've worked with clients who are going through um, a health program, uh, a career coaching program. I mean, it spans all sorts of things. And every time it ends up being completely unrelated to the work that they're doing, but the internal um, work that they do in our session together really ripples out into other areas of their life. And um, I think that's kind of one of the biggest lessons to be learned in diving into your subconscious is whatever you're thinking the problem is, that's the conscious level thing. But there's so much more to it than that. And that's kind of where the issue is, is that you may be focusing on the wrong area or the wrong thing that, um, and it's not completely wrong, but just looking in one direction and solely at one thing when there's a whole host of other things that might be going on as well. We always joke with fellow um, RIM practitioners that whenever people think, oh, it's, you know, my mother's been the problem the whole time. Um, and then we get into a session and what they uncover is they're actually really upset at um, their dad because the dad didn't, um, you know, protect them at a time when they need to be protected from their mother or whatever it is. Um, but it just gives you that other avenue of thinking about, well, maybe it goes even further back and because it's related to something else. And then it became about your mom or, um, you know, it just can go in so many different ways. And this is a way for us to tap into those other areas and just seeing what comes up and it all has ripple effects. I mean, just like, um, you know, with your program, yes, we get into the intimacy stuff and the things that people come to you for when they have, um, you know, their, their initial chat with you, but um, that level of confidence that they feel at the end of the, the program, that's confidence that they bring into the workplace. That's confidence that they bring with friends or when they go out for, a meal with somebody and can talk to strangers differently. I mean, it can go in so many different ways. And um, yeah, yeah that's, that's one of the bigger lessons. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For sure. And like I, I, I like to say, your path to empowerment starts in the bedroom because once you can become confident and shame-free and worthy of the things that happen in the bedroom, which is the most hidden part of who we are as women, then it spills into every area of your life. 
Um, and just to give folks a little bit of something to chew on here. Okay, what does this look like? Um, I, I was just thinking of an example of someone who I worked with and we did a breakthrough session, which is not a RIM session. And we're going to talk about what makes <laughs> RIM RIM. But um, we do a about a 45 minute long subconscious session um, together. And this was somebody who I was working with who's going through a separation, which might eventually lead to a divorce with her husband. There was some infidelity going on there. And she was left feeling like very betrayed and that she wasn't good enough. And what came up during our breakthrough had nothing to do with her husband and his infidelity whatsoever. What came up for her was shame she felt over not being there as a loved one was dying many, many, many years ago, like decades ago, and feeling like she kept having to atone for being a bad daughter, being a bad sister. And that's what came up. And it's always shocking to my clients, but you know, surprising to me too, where is this going to go? Because I've now done it with about 70 women. And I can see that that it tends to go in a place that, as you said, we don't necessarily expect it to go. Um, and and what comes up, I, I, I mean, I've seen people talking to to animals as their trusted advisors, um, and and perhaps ancestors who they've never actually met in real life before. Mm-hmm. And our subconscious mind is so fascinating, and I like to describe Rim as the closest thing you can you can do to being on a psychedelic mental trip without actually doing any drugs. Yep. yep. The number of times I hear people come out of it, like that felt like an acid trip. And I don't know if they've done it before, but they were like, that's, that's where it took me is (laughs) what is this crazy place? (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about Rim. And cause when I say it, people assume it's something sexual because of the line of work. (laughs) What does Rim stand for? Who developed it? What the heck is it? Mm-hmm. So RIM stands for Regenerating Images and Memory. It was developed by um, a psychologist called Dr. Deb Sandella, um, or as we call her, Dr. Deb. Um, and so when you break down regenerating images and memory, it sounds incredibly basic. It really is just creating new memories, creating new images of memories. Um, and that's the very basic essence of it is just creating a new idea, a new memory, and it can be related to a memory that you've had in the past, um, kind of like what you were just talking about with that client that you had where they brought up, um, you know, a memory from a, from decades ago that came in for them and um, potentially creating a new narrative around what that memory means to them. Or it can be just creating something out of thin air, um, an experience that they need to have, um, somebody that they need to see, whether it's themselves or an animal or whatever it is. And um, the reason that we're able to do this is that when we use our imagination, when we use these images that pop up for us, um, the impact that it has is very real on our emotional processing system. Um, because our brain does not know the difference between an imagined event um, that we're coming up with in our head and one that we have a true lived experience of. 
um, that's happened to us in real life. Um, and they were able to do a, a proper study on this in a very basic form in that they had people looking at, I believe it was an apple that was in front of them, physically in front of them, and there was a part of their brain that lit up. And then when they had them close their eyes and imagine the apple, the same part of their brain lit up um, on an MRI scan. Um, and so that means that it can, we can use that to our advantage, um, that we can create these images and have them live with us and have them be memories that we can come back to and, um, and reference in, in very real ways. And it means that our body can find a certain amount of peace in certain situations or um, process things differently um, so that we can move through life differently. And so one of the big things in why it's about our emotions is um, uh, in, in the book Burnout, they talk a lot about how um, our emotions are like a tunnel and there's a beginning, middle and end to them. And what happens with us within our, our processing system is that we get stuck somewhere in the middle of an emotion and we don't see it all the way through. And that's when we find we're spinning on certain things. We can't move past certain things. And a rim is a way for us to find the end of that tunnel, find the end of um, that emotion that we may be feeling so that it's not sticking to us in the same ways. And that may be in the form of finding a different kind of resolution to something that's happened to us in the past um, or just creating a whole new memory and a whole new meaning of, um, you know, how we feel about ourselves or about a certain situation. And so um, I like to stay pretty vague when it comes to RIM. I don't go too deep into details on what, um, you know, you can expect in a RIM session because there is no expectation to be had. Every single RIM session is very different. And so kind of have to talk about it in the abstract of, emotions and emotional processing systems and imagination um, to kind of give a sense of the um, the steps that we're taking to get to that a better place and those breakthroughs at the end yeah 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 and I've, I've seen it play out both ways as well where um people are able to give themselves closure that they've been waiting for with another person whether that be somebody who's passed whether that be um, an ex that they haven't spoken to in a long time, but having the imagined conversation that comes up ends up providing them the closure that has been the source of so much anguish for them. Because as you said, our brain does a really shitty job of telling the difference between something that is real and something that is not real. But knowing that if we can use that to our advantage, we can actually begin to rewire our brain, which is my jam. You know me. I am all about <laughs> the neuroscience and the, the facts and the data and, and the numbers because it's the former lawyer in me. And that's why so much of the work that I do is, is rooted in neuroscience because our brains are so fascinating, but they're plastic. You know, we have neuroplasticity, which we now understand that we can change the way we think. Um, but so yes, I've seen closure, but in my own rim, because I, I have rim done to me, um, on a regular basis, not with you, Camille, but with someone else, I had a situation that was very traumatic in my past that 
stuck with me just repeatedly was the source of, of most of my trauma. And what we did during this session was she was like, okay, let's rewind the tape. So let's rewind the tape and tell the story a little bit differently. And then she'd have me rewind it a little bit more and tell it a little bit differently. And she kept having me rewind kind of like groundhog day where every time <laughs> the outcome changed and I was able to talk through all these different ways in which eventually once we rewound enough, I was never in the traumatic event to begin with. And that to me, that one rim session was more helpful than all the verbal processing I had done in years of therapy, in talking to friends and loved ones about this. That opened something for me. And so I want to echo how profound this work is and um, appreciate and that that no one's experience is going to be like anyone else's. So I'm the one saying this is what I've seen. I know you're going to shy away from that because you're like, I don't want people to go into this thinking that this is going to happen for them. But just so people kind of understand generally, how does this work? Like, what does this look like? Um, you're either on a Zoom, you're on a phone call, and then what's the next thing that happens? Yeah. So, yeah, well, because you know, the the experience that you had in that session, it's one way to go about a rim session, that replay thing. And something that I also always like to point out, because I, some people are very attached to some of the memories that they have, is it's never going to erase a memory that you have. It's always just going to live on top of that memory, but it's going to be impactful enough that the original memory, whether it's traumatic or not traumatic, it doesn't always have to be about some dark thing that happened in your past or some kind of trauma. Um, it can be just a very ordinary thing, like, um, you know, a conversation that you had with a friend when you were in elementary school that somehow it was just kind of stuck with you because you didn't like their tone or something like that. Um, but so that original memory will always stay with you, but then you will have also this new memory that tells you a different type of story that feels differently to you, that goes in the way that you want. And that allows you to move through life a little bit differently um, and potentially have breakthroughs in other areas of your life. But to go back to your question, um, we get on a Zoom call. I like to do Zoom just because it's the easiest way for um, you know me to chat with anybody around the world and also for people to get to know me because I go into these sessions. I don't know anything about anyone's clients ever that I meet with. I don't need to know anything. And that's one of the wonderful things about it. Um, is that, um, yeah, I don't need to know about the past or anything like that. Um, and we just get to know each other. And then uh, once it's time to get started, closing our eyes, getting into a very calm and meditative state, just allowing ourselves to really relax into it. And then just seeing whatever's coming up for the client in their body um, and starting from that place. Because emotions really like to find their place in our body, whether we are very in touch with our bodies or some people are not so in touch with their bodies, but it is living somewhere. Um, for most people, you know, if you're feeling anxious, it can live somewhere in your chest where you feel a pressure or your stomach is um, has some pain or um, your leg cramps up in a certain way. It can go any different ways, but a lot of the times when you're feeling some of those things, there is an emotion that's attached to it. And so that's the starting place of it is what's the emotion 
that's coming up or what's the the thing that just stands out you may not even know what the emotion is yet but just the thing that stands out in your body and that's when we dive a little bit deeper into what's what is that about what is going on below the surface of that cramp or that pain or that twisting feeling that might come up um and just see what else what else is going on the thing that that stands out the most um and that's when we bring in the imagination to and this is where it starts feeling like a, a psychedelic situation is the imagination is completely illogical it's non-linear it can go any which way it wants to go and so that's when it starts bringing in all sorts of things where um and you know fictional character from a story that you like pops up and um, has something to say to you or takes you down a different path um, where you have a best friend from elementary school who shows up and you're like, I haven't thought about them in years. And that's the thing that comes up for you. Um, and we just see whatever road um, the session wants to go down. And that's one of the key things that differentiates REM from other modalities. Like EMDR is probably the most similar to REM um which i always botch what emdr stands for i don't know if you know rena um i know it's like eye movement desensitization right yeah Yeah. something and i may be botching that too i've never done emdr but i have worked with people who have and and my ex-spouse um used to do it regularly um Mm -hmm. so i may be botching that it's i think the word I is in there. <laughs> yeah. In there. yeah. And so the essence of the of EMDR is it's also dealing with the subconscious and the way that you tap into the subconscious is when we are falling asleep, um, our eyes do this rapid back and forth, like uh, the cat clock that go, has the eyes that go back and forth. And mm-hmm. um, the psychologists get you into that state by doing that back and forth movement and then get you into a dreamlike state. Um, But a lot of the times they are targeting very specific traumas that you're already talking about within sessions. Whereas with RIM, it is a completely client-led process. And so I just follow along, which is why I don't need to know anything about the client. I just follow along with whatever it is that's coming up for them. And if it goes down the path of some memory that they've had um, that's popping up, then we go along with that. If it goes in a completely different direction, that's fine as well. Um, but I'm always just checking in with whatever it is that they want, they need to experience in that moment. Um, and that's kind of what differentiates it is really that, that client focus and client led process. Yeah. And, and I've seen EMDR as a very common modality for people who suffered, who are, are going through PTSD. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that it was most widely used initially with with veterans, and we now know it's not just veterans who suffer from PTSD and from trauma, but um, I, I know that that is the primary focus. And it sounds like RIM isn't necessarily just, as you said, for people who have a history of trauma but for anybody who has any stuck emotions, because emotions are like water, they're supposed to move through us, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So I like to tell my clients at the beginning that we're going to unclog the drain essentially throughout our time together. Mm -hmm. And whether that be through the work I do with them, through the RIM session that you have with them, just so that anything that's blocking the water from moving through 
is cleared out of the way. And then from there, we can give you tools to, to help the water flow um, faster, for example, but that any of those blocks are no longer there. Yeah. I actually don't know the answer. I don't know if I know this, but when did you decide, because you definitely have a, a passion for brain work and um, neuroscience, um, but when did you decide to incorporate subconscious work into the coaching work that you do? Was there like something specifically that you were like, oh, this is definitely yeah. to add? Yeah. So um, I started incorporating it as soon as I found out about it. So I had a pretty similar experience to you where I went through it myself as part of my business coaching program and was fucking mind blown mind blown at the stuff that was coming up for me that was affecting my my business and me feeling like i didn't i didn't have it in me to leave a very stable career as a prosecutor and and go out on my own and be an entrepreneur and help people as a coach full time and what came up for me were memories from elementary school um and and i cleared through a lot and I thought, okay, I want to start tapping into this when it comes to my clients too. Um, and as far as broadly speaking, not just subconscious work, but the idea of neuroplasticity, um, I, I got a cert certificate in positive psychology while I was still working as a lawyer for my own personal benefit, because I'm a geek and I love this kind of stuff. But <laughs> of of our emotional states on on our overall well-being and how to live a more resilient and joyful life. And so I was super turned on by that when I decided to get my coaching certification what drew me to Lumia was their emphasis on positive psychology. And then ultimately once I got that certification and enrolled in my business program and started learning about the subconscious, that's when I was like, okay, this is an incredibly powerful tool that I want to use with clients moving forward. And now it's a key component of the work I do. Yeah. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, Hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I mean, it definitely it, it, it melds the two together at the end of the day because it's the positive psychology of, like, well, how do you move forward into a more positive life that you want for yourself? And then also, like kind of dealing with some of the past stuff that, that can get you to that place to move forward more a hybrid between therapy and coaching. Yeah. yeah. So when we're, cause I'm all about, okay, give people some understanding. I know it's so hard to explain what RIM is, but going back, so you, you're on the Zoom with somebody, you get them into a very meditative state by guiding them through some, some breath patterns, that type of thing. And then you have them focus on their body and whatever they're feeling, whether that's a cramp or maybe a tingling in their hand. So say I said to you, Camille, I feel a tingling in my hand. 
what happens after that? Well, so can go a different, a couple of different ways. One of the things that we're taught as women practitioners is to really get in touch with um, the client. And even though it's via Zoom, it's been mind blowing sometimes the ways that I feel like I can tap into somebody and the way that they're feeling and also start personally feeling tingling in my hands when they say those things. Um, and I think that that's some level of quantum physics that I don't understand, but it is uh, definitely something that has happened to me at times with certain clients. But just checking in with them and being open to whatever that feeling means to them. And so it can go into first checking, is that tingling something that's, that feels good, that feels bad? Um, is it something that happens for them very frequently? Is it a completely new sensation? And just kind of just being curious about even what that tingling is in the first place. Um, because I have no idea. A tingling sensation to you might be something that is completely normal for you and um, just an everyday occurrence and doesn't really bother you that much. Whereas for me, it might be something that is completely new and I'm kind of afraid of it and I don't understand why this ha this is happening to me. And so for me, it's having to stay neutral and not project what my feeling around a, a hand tickling sensation is um, and just being curious and seeing what other emotions are coming up. And so we may then stay with the tingling sensation in the hands and then discover, um, allow our imagination to kind of bring that tingling sensation to life and that may be, um, if the tingling may become a color, um, they might start seeing beads on their hands, just allowing the imagination to kind of run with it. It may immediately pop up a certain person um, that they need to speak to or a memory that it reminds them of. Um, it may go in that direction, or if it's bringing up some other feelings and the tingling sensation that they have, um, say that suddenly they're really afraid of that tingling sensation. Well, then it may be about going to see where the, the, the fear is coming from and where that feeling is showing up in their body. And so they may say, well, I have this like intense pressure in my chest. Okay, well, let's go explore what the pressure in the chest is about um, and then going down that road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. would you say, because I've done, I've, I've been on the receiving end of room now so often that when I, when I do sessions and I, I got my AirPods in, I'm laying comfortably on my bed, <laughs> I've got a sleep mask on and I'm just like ready for it. And I find that I'm actually able to, to dip into that very quickly now. Oh, yeah. Um, and it normally like mine are very fast. Um, they've gotten quicker over time and I'm normally like a hot mess crying puddle of all the things, but, but I feel so good and rejuvenated afterwards. Um, what happens or have you had experience where people just can't get into that meditative state where they can't turn off that conscious thinking part of their brain to uh, tap into their subconscious and into their imagination? Yeah. And it's, shown up in a variety of different ways. And because I'm so used to working with people who've never done anything like this before, um, it's totally fine with me. And I have many different ways that I can handle those because it can come up in a variety of different ways. So either there are some people who are so out of touch with their bodies that when I tell them to feel into their bodies, they are like, I feel nothing. Um, and 
I have to jokingly say like, well, you're not dead. So there has to be something that's going on. And then it's just me kind of probing them to just think about, well, you feel your heartbeat. You feel your heartbeat somewhere in your body. Do you, and does that stand out to you? Um, you know, what is it to feel nothing in your body and how is it for you to notice those things? So it might be bodily sensations that they can't even get in touch with yet. And so then, it, you know, there's maybe a larger portion of the session that just gets us to that place where they may be even feeling something. And that can be really huge for them. This is where it can be. Um, it's such a different experience for each person because even just getting to that place of like, oh, my God, I'm noticing things in my body can be a huge breakthrough for someone. Um, some people, it really is about being able to turn off their thinking brain and not being able to do that. And that may be because they are somebody who, I mean, engineers struggle with this a lot, that they really like to know how and why things work. Um, and it's really hard for them to just kind of let it go and not think about that side of things. And so um, they may be just thinking about, well, why is that coming up? And why is she doing this? And wanting to figure it out in the moment. Um, and that is something that I normally ask people to voice to me if they're having a hard time kind of shutting that part of their brain, um, so that we can, you know, I can help them through it and just help them continue with the relaxing into it. And, um, that may be just saying, listen, we'll have a conversation afterwards about why I do certain things or, um, you know, what's coming up for you or what questions you have. Um, and so any way that it's coming up for someone that they can't turn off the the thinking brain or they can't really relax into their bodies um there there's always some way to find some breakthrough or at least get them to a certain point and um and you know some people for some people it just is not an experience that is suited for them or they're not open to it right now and that's totally fine and um i like to say you know at least give it a try once and see what happens just like any type of therapy or therapeutic method it works for some people and it doesn't work for other people and that's that's fine um but yes it can it can happen that people um are and they're also you know they don't know me so that's another area that why i spend some time in the beginning getting to know people is that you know they're opening up to somebody that they don't know all too well and while their coach you know entrusts me and that gives that certain level of trust um it just may take a minute for somebody to be completely okay with opening themselves up to me and um, and letting themselves go in that way. And how many uh, clients have you worked with at this point? I haven't checked the numbers in a while, but I think I'm close to 200 at this point. Wow. Might be even a little bit more than that. But yeah, with 200, all of them being people that um, it's their first time doing RIM, um, or maybe they've done something similar before in the past. Um, but yeah, definitely in the, in the 200 range, which, um, which is awesome because I really get to see that every single one of those sessions has been entirely different. And, you know, some people cry. I cried almost every session that I've had, um, mainly because I am a crier in life. And so, you know, anything that comes up for me, it somehow feels very emotional and makes me want to tear up, but some people don't cry. Um, and that's totally valid and you know they may have their own experience some people have very soothing sessions where they're just kind of meditating through it but for them it's a reminder that they need to take a minute to stop and relax and come back to this 
um, beach that they went to in their imagination. Um, and some people have some, you know, big experience that happened to them when they were in elementary school and they need to experience in a different way. And so, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it even in the sessions that you've done, but you're never going back to the same thing that you've had in other sessions. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I always check in, um, when I'm doing breakthrough sessions with my clients at the end, asking to ask themselves, what do you need most right now? And sometimes it's, I need a glass of water. Sometimes it's, I need to lay in the same position for as long as I possibly can. Sometimes it's, I need to get up and ask my spouse for a hug. Sometimes it's, I want to get up and do the thing that I've been putting off for a month. And so it varies so widely for people. For some people, it is a very calming thing. And for some people, it's the thing that actually puts them into, into action. So really, um, I'll echo what you said that that no two people are alike and no two people are going to have the same experience because no two people's hard drives are alike, right? If we're storing in that every single memory we've ever had, of course, our our lived experience of going through a subconscious process is going to look different for everyone too. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I also encourage people not to record sessions when we do a REM session together um, is because they don't necessarily need to relive the exact uh, minute by minute session that they just had. The thing that's going to stick with them will stick with them, um, you know, days afterwards. And the things that they need to remember will stick with them days afterwards. And um, and it also is, you know, I don't necessarily think it's necessary to have a reference point to like, oh, well, this is what happened last session and this is what's happening this session. Mm. The thing that, you know, like I said, the thing that's going to stick with you is really all that matters. Um, and, and it will. It will be a memory that stays with you that you will remember for a very long time. Um, and, and that's what matters. Yeah. Well, this is all fascinating stuff. I know you and I both have a very deep passion for this and that most of your client base right now is clients of other coaches. Like my clients, you work with other coaches too. But if someone is listening and they're like, I just want to try this for myself and I want a session, are they able to do that through you directly? Oh yeah, definitely. They can DM me on Instagram and Listen, it's one of those things that, uh, like we've said, not many people have had experience with. And so if people have questions, um, they can find me on Instagram at Camille Saltzman. Um, I think it's going to be in the, the show notes as well. Um, but just asking some questions and seeing what's going on. I can even do, you know, a quick little like mini rim session just to see what it's like to tap into your subconscious and use your imagination a little bit. Um, there's so many different ways that you can, if, if it's something that you're curious about, but still a little uneasy, we can talk about and dive a little bit deeper into, um, but yes, I can do one. On, I do one-on-one -on -one sessions, um, with people who may not be going through a coaching program. Um, and then people who go through coaching programs, um, get, uh, one or two sessions with me, depending on the length of the, of the program. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I just, I mean, I love talking about this stuff. So, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, um, I'll, I'll plug myself here too. If, mm -hmm. if you are a woman who 
wants to love your body, experience deep intimacy and have great sex shame-free and approach this from a neuroscientific perspective, you can find me at renamartine.com or on Instagram at underscore rena.martine underscore. Thank you so much for being here today, Camille. Oh man, this is such a treat. I mean, listen, I went through your program. We went through the same coaching program. I, I did Lumia as well. Um, we've done a, a whole bunch of things together and, uh, it's such a treat to get to do one more, but, um, truly the shameless program was such a turning point for me and, um, not, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to boost you up a little bit there, as well, but it was, <laughs> it is one of those things that, um, like with RIM, um, you get ripple effect, ripple effects of, you know, even two years later, there are moments of things that. I feel like I'm not responding to in the ways that I used to. Um, and it's because of my work with you. It's because of subconscious work. Um, and I feel eternally grateful for, for all of that. Oh, thank you for the kind words. I am grateful for you, woman. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I hope that episode was helpful. Hey, listen, if you want to share your singlehood journey, if you've gone somewhere, come back. If you have revelations and wisdom, Please share your story. It's going to help other people. Nothing makes us feel more connected than hearing other people's stories. So just send me the audio of your story and you could just record it directly from your phone and email it to theangrytherapist at gmail.com. Also, if you want our Single on Purpose newsletter, go to singleonpurpose.life. That's singleonpurpose.life. You will get tools and articles and other people's stories and also uh, zoom links to private gathers so if you want to join our community go to singleonpurpose.life thank you for listening be well we hope you tell a friend hey before you go i want to invite you to the single on purpose private community online it's off of social media no ads no algorithms we got forums we got live groups we got webinars and we have social hangs we also have offline in-person hangs happening soon. So check us out. Go to singleonpurpose.life. That's singleonpurpose.life. And I will see you inside.